Blog Talk Radio. Timeless Tales about the State of Missouri. The famous, infamous Olympics are the first ones to be told about by us. Episode 416, Timeless Tales of Missouri. Timeless Tales of Hoodoo, Missouri Speaks. Live on The Real Hoodoo. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily those of this broadcast facility, its management, staff, nor its sponsors. Live from Chicago, the crossroads of America, Papa Say. Papa Say is a highly acclaimed Hoodoo practitioner and fourth-generation seer with over 50 years' experience in the spiritual path. Boasting a worldwide clientele from various age, education, economic and ethnic groups. Papa Say shares a vast wealth of knowledge with those who have both the desire to learn and will to do what it takes to control the many problems in life. Celebrities and regular persons alike use these same things offered in these broadcasts and now experience true happiness and peace of mind that comes when your problems are finally solved. Papa Say uses the secret knowledge taught to him by his parents and ancestors along with practical knowledge from the Evo in West Africa, the Seminole in the swamps of Florida and the old Hadoo root workers of Louisiana. Along with his formal education in theology, anthropology and parapsychology brings holistic dimension that touches you, spirit, mind and body. And now your host Papa Say. God bless all my father's children. Here, there, and everywhere. Bonsoir, and welcome to the only real, genuine hoodoo broadcast on the airways. This is your host, Monsieur Jean-Leon Devereaux, officially known to many as Papa Say, your hoodoo daddy, promising to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Let me say that I love you, and you, and even you, and it makes no difference what you think of me, but it does make a difference what I think of you. I cannot allow hatred, jealousy, prejudice, religion, or greed to be a part of me, for I know, and I want you to know, that the real hoodoo brings light love, and life to the world. God bless you, my family, wherever you are, just how you are, or how you want to be. May God bless you real good. Well, today we have the time of sales about the state of Missouri. Now, I'm, I'm gonna, i got to say this. This is not an attempt to deride Missouri. This is not an attempt to deride Missouri. I like Missouri. Yeah, I like it. But there's something about it that always captured me. There's always something about it. The first thing is that it seems sort of how you want to say, spooky or, or dark or something. 
The second thing is that I don't know. You know, it just seems like it just seems like all of the dark things that happen in the U.S. happen here. A whole of them. It just it was just too much. It's just a hundred over hundred and eighty-five different hoodoo things, different dark things, different haunted things have happened in Missouri. And that's just too much for for one state. That's just one. People say Louisiana is the haunted thing. And others say New York. And it's not, but I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you that Missouri is by far more haunted than all the rest of us. It is by far. And this haunting doesn't stop at one place. No, no. It goes all around the state. All around it. From little bitty Columbia to way, you know, Kansas City, you name it, it's there. It is there. It is a haunted state. It is a haunted state. Now, I'm going to I'm I'm put it on my shoot. Maybe the people there was haunted, too. Because St. Louis has all of the marks. All of the marks of being the most haunted state in the Union. All of them. From St. Louis all the way. And today we're going to start off St. Louis. Today we have the LEMPS, L-E-M-P, as our first, our first, well, first ones to be told about for us. This is, this is the case that really struck me. It's really the case that struck me. The limps have more about them than any of the others. That's right, any of the others. They are more haunted than any anyone I could you can you can you can name them, I can name them. They are more haunted than them. More haunted. Now how can a family one family have so many hauntings. How can how can one family be so haunted? Well, if you want, if you will fair, if you <coughs> excuse me, if you want to join us, you can at six one nine nine two four nine eight zero one six one nine nine two four nine eight Zero one. Now that number again is six one nine nine two four nine eight zero one. Now as always, I got some some commercials to to do, and these commercials well, there aren't that many, but there are some, which I hope 
you will pay attention to and listen to it and use it for what it's worth. Use it for what it's worth. There are some, well, some commercials you know people don't care about, but these, I think you will. Yeah, I think you will. I think you will. These are something, well, they're a good report. There's good, there's good about them all. So you listen to them and, you know, tune right in, tune right back, because we'll be right here. We sure will. We'll be right here. Now, there are some people who don't like these, who don't like them, but, well, what can I say? What shall be, shall be. That's all. Now, you listen to these commercials because we'll be right back. Is your success flying away from you? Is your money gone before you get it? Does everything you touch turn from sugar to shit? Then you need a miracle from Almighty God. Papa Say is your holy spiritual advisor. He helps with all spiritual and metaphysical problems. No matter how big or how small, God uses Papa Say to get rid of them all. Papa Say can look at the muddy water of deceit and see dry land, the good life, here and far away too. Papa Say helps married people and their children. He takes them off the streets, off the bottle, off of drugs and out of jail. Papa Say doesn't use tarot or a crystal ball. He uses the hand of Almighty God to see yesterday, today, and tomorrow. To help you in your everyday life. Papa Say gets you out of trouble and puts you into the favored life of peace, prosperity, and paradise. Yes. Have no further questions? Then contact Papa Say at 1-800-ASK-KEEN, extension 055-9865. That's 1-800-ASK-KEEN, extension 055-9865. 1-800-ASK-KEEN, extension 055-9865. Remember, there is one Holy Spiritual Advisor, and that is Papa Say. When you're in need, be sure to use Papa Say. Papa Say is a fourth-generation seer and an all-around hoodoo root doctor. Papa Say is that surefire person for getting whatever done to make your situation better. Papa Say can help you with everything from success and love to a continuous flow of money. Papa Say can remove that evil eye that's destroying your life and your future. Papa Say helps women get and keep their man and kids off the street, off of drugs, and out of jail. Papa Say doesn't use a tarot or a crystal ball. He uses an ordinary deck of playing cards, a time-honored method used by all real hoodoos. Papa Say can look through muddy water and spot dry land. He's not an ordinary reader or psychic. He's your holy spiritual advisor. You need him? Call him at 1-800-ASK-KEEN. That's 1-800-ASK-KEEN. And ask for extension 055-9865. That's 055-9865. 1-800-ASK-KEEN. Extension 055-9865. Remember, there's only one real hoodoo and only one Papa Say. New Moon is coming soon, and you've got to be ready for it. So ready yourself with your abundance checks. This month's energy and all of the teaching for this month that Papa Say has to offer. But most of all, be at the New Moon Authentic Hoodoo Readings for this month. That's the New Moon Authentic Hoodoo Readings for this month. 
They start on the new moon and last for only three days. For the past five years, each and every month, this has been a special feature of Real Hoodoo and Papa Say. Many have been blessed with new homes, better finances, restored relationships, and better employment all through these readings. A new addition is, now they last from five to seven minutes, giving you more information than ever before. Be there along with that special friend or loved one at the New Moon Authentic Hoodoo Readings. That's the New Moon Authentic Hoodoo Readings. When? The New Moon for three days. Remember, there's only one real hoodoo and only one Papa Say.
really want to know who do, then get alone. That's right. All alone. Take a notebook with you and a pencil too. Sit back and stay alert. We want you to be fully aware of what's going to happen. <laughs> These are the true and trustworthy timeless tales of hoodoo. <laughs> www.legendsofamerica.com www.legendsofamerica.com Now, said to be one of the most haunted places in America, the Limp Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri, continues to play host to the tragic Limp family. Over the years, the mansion was transformed from a slate stately home of millionaires to an office space, decaying to a run-down boarding house, and finally restored to its current state as a fine dinner theater, restaurant, and breakfast. The Lemp family began with Johann Adam Lemp, who arrived in St. Louis from Eskridge, Germany, in 1838. Building a small grocery store, in what is now Del Mar and Sixth Streets, he sold common household items, groceries, and homemade beer. The Golden Light Egger Lager was to be a welcome change from the darker beers that were sold at the time. The recipe handed down by his father was so popular that just two years later he gave up the grocery store and built a small brewery in 1840, at a point close to where the Great Arch, Gateway Arch, stands today. Now, you remember the Gateway Arch. This is very important. Lemp first sold his beer in a pub attached to the brewery, introducing St. Louis to his first legger. Before long, Lemp found that the brewery was too small to handle both production and storage, and found a limestone, found a limestone cave south of the city limits. The cave, which is located at the present-day corner of Cherokee and DeMille Place, could be kept cool by chopping ice from the nearby Mississippi River and depositing it inside, providing perfect conditions for the lagering process to run its course. Now, Lemp's first brewing company continued to prosper and by the, 19, by the 1850s was one of the largest in the city. In, 1850, in 1858, the beer captured first place at the annual St. Louis Fair. A millionaire by the time of his death, Adam Lemp, died on August 25th, 1962, and his son William began a huge expansion of the brewery. He purchased a five-block area around the storage house on Cherokee above the Lagering Caves. In 1864, a new plant was complete at Cherokee Street and Cardone Lake Avenue. Continually expanding, 
to meet the production demand, the brewery covered five blocks, five city blocks. Why? It became big. By the 1870s, the Limp family symbolized both wealth and power as the Limp Brewery controlled the South Louis Beer Market or St. Louis Beer Market, a position it maintained until Prohibition. By 1868, John Frickard, William Limp's father-in-law, built a house a short distance from the Limp Brewery. In 1876, William Limp purchased it for his family, utilizing it as both a residence and an auxiliary office, where the home, while the home was already impressive, Limp immediately began renovating and expanding a 33-room house into a Victorian show place. From the mansion, a tunnel was built from the basement through the caves to the brewery. When mechanical refrigeration became possible, parts of the cave were converted for other purposes, including a natural auditorium and a theater. This underground oasis would later spawn a large concrete swimming pool with hot water piped in from the brewery boiling house to a bowling alley. At one time, the theater was accessible by way of a spiral staircase from Cherokee Street. In the middle 1980s, in all, I got it wrong. In the middle 1890s, the Limp Brewery gained a national presence after introducing the first popular Falstaff beer, which is still brewed today by another company. The Western, the Limp Western Brewery, was the first brewer. The Limp Western Brewery was the first brewer to establish coast-to-coast dis- distribution of its beer. At the same time, he was building his own business power, power empire. William Senior had also helped Pat Anheuser and Bush to get started. Now, do you, now, if you don't know these names, Paps, Einhauser, and Bush are three breweries, three of the largest ones. Now, these were, these were all started by Mr. Limp. Now, remember that. In the midst of his success, his success, the Limp family experienced the first of many tragedies. With Frederick Limp, Limp Sr.'s favorite son and heir apparent died in 1901 at the age of 28. Frederick, who had never been in extremely good health, died of heart failure. The devastated William Limp was never the same. Beginning a slow withdrawal, he was rarely seen in public after his son's death. On January 1st, 1904, William's closest friend, Frederick Pat, also died, leaving leaving William indifferent to the details of running the brewery. Now, 
he still arrives at the offices, though he still arrives at the offices day, each day. He was nervous and unsettled. His physical and mental condition began to decline. And on February 13th, he shot himself in the head with a 38 caliber Smith and Wesson. In November 1904, William Lim Jr. took over as the new president of the William J. Lim Brewing Company, inheriting the family business and a vast fortune. He and his wife Lillian began to spend the inheritance. Filling the house with servants, the pair had huge amounts of carriages, clothing, and art. Now, Lillian was a beautiful woman who came from a wealthy family herself. She and William Lim Jim Jr. had married in 1899, and William Lim III was born on September 26, 1900. Before long, Lillian became known as the Lavender Lady because of her fondness for a cover. In addition to her lavender attire and accessories, she went off so far as to have a carriage harness, carriage horse's harness, dyed lavender. In the beginning, Will enjoyed showing off his trophy wife, but Will was a player. Born with a silver spoon in his mouth, he was used to doing and acting as he pleased. When William began to tire, he demanded that she spend her time shopping. Allotting her $1,000 a day, he gave her an ultimatum that if she didn't spend it, she would get no more. In meantime, Will was busy running the brewery every day and pursuing all manner of decadent activities during the night, holding lavish parties in the caves below the mansion. He would bring in numerous prostitutes for the entertainment of his friends, enjoying the swimming pool, the bowling alley, and free-flowing beers. His friends who attended these various events were known a high time in the earth below. Will Shenanigans caught up with him when he sized a son with a woman other than his wife. Today, there's no official documentation that this boy existed. However, the rumors that this boy was hidden in the mansion attic for his entire lifetime have been prevailing over the years. According to the St. Louis historian Joe Gibbons, when he interviewed a former nanny and chauffeur who worked at the mansion long ago, both of them verified that the boy did exist and was housed in the attic quarters that also housed the servant's room. Spawned with Will's philandering with either one of many prostitutes or a mansion servant, the boy was born with Down syndrome, a total embarrassment to the family. The boy was hidden from the world in order to cope with Lim's shame. Known today as the monkey-faced boy, this unfortunate soul 
continues to show his presence at the Limp Mansion.
finally, Lim, William Lim Jr., tired of his trophy wife, out Nothing more than a sign of the times. The court proceedings surrounding the divorce made a man major U St. Louis scandal with all four St. Louis papers, devoting itself to extensive front page coverage to the messy affair. The trial opened in February nineteen oh nine to crowds that flocked to the courthouse each day to witness the Tales of violence, drunkenness, atheism, and cruelty. Virtually ignoring William's decadent activities, we Lillian lost almost lost custody of William the Third because of a photograph that was presented at the trial at the trial that showed her smoking a cigarette. In the end, she retained custody of their son but soon retired from public eye. The only time that she was ever seen wearing other than lavender was on the final day of her divorce proceedings when she appeared entirely in black before the judge. With the divorce, Will's troubles had just and had only just begun. In 1906, Nine of the large breweries in the St. Louis area had combined to form the Independent Breweries Company, creating a fierce competition that the Limp Brewer Brewery had ever never faced. In the same year, Will's mother died by cancer on April 16th. Though the brewery's fortunes were continuing Decline. The Limp Mansion was extensively and entirely remodeled in 1911 and probably converted into office for the brewery. At the same time, William showed the company's equipment and he allowed the company's equipment to de- deteriorate without keeping abreast of industry innovations. By World War One, the brewery was just barely living along. Will soon built a country home on the Merrimack River to which he increasingly retreated. And in 1915, he married for a second time to Ellie Lindbergh, widowed daughter of the late brewer Casper Cole. Then Prohibition came along in 1919. The individual family move members were all ready, so there was little incentive, incentive to keep the brewery afloat. For a time, Will hoped that Congress would appeal the prohibition, but finally gave up and closed the plant without notice. The workers lowered the closing when they came to work the next day and found the doors locked. Then all the gate, the doors shut and the gates locked. On March 20, 1920, Ella Limp Wright, William's sister, 
the wealthiest heiress in St. Louis shot herself, just like her father had years before. Elsa was said to have been despondent over her rocky marriage. The access to the plant and launch auctioning of the buildings, William sold the famous limp Falstaff logo to brewer Joseph Gleisdeck for $25, for $25,000 in 1922. The Bruins building was sold to the International Shoe Company for $588,000, a fraction of its estimated worth of $7 million in the years before Prohibition. After the end of Whitlam's brewing dynasty, William Jr. slipped into this depression. Acting much like his father, he became increasingly nervous and erratic, shunning public life and often complaining of ill health. On December 29, 1922, William shot himself in the heart with a 38 caliber revolver in the very same building where his father had died 18 years before. William II took his life on the main level of the mansion, just inside the entrance to the left. At the time of his death, this room served as his office. He was interned in the family mausoleum at Bellefontaine Cemetery in the crypt just above his sister Elsa. William's brothers, Charles and Aaron, had long ago left the family business. So with William Jr. gone, it seemed the family empire had ended. Edwin had entered into a life of seclusion at his estate in Kirkwood, Missouri in 1911. Charles had never been involved in the brewery and had clothes and had had chosen to work in the banking and real estate fields instead. In 1943, another tragedy occurred when William Lemp III died of a heart attack at the age of 42. Brother Charles eventually remodeled the brick mansion into a med residence and lived in the house along with his two servants and the illness legitimate child of his brother William. Charles too became an odd figure as he grew older, developing a morbid fear of germs. His obsessive compulsive behavior included wearing gloves at all times to avoid bacteria and constantly washing his hands. It was during this time that William's illegitimate child, now in his 30s, died at the mansion. He was buried on the limp cemetery plot with only a small flat marker with the word limp. Shortly after the monkey-faced boy's death, Charles became the fourth member of the limp family to commit suicide. First, he shot his Doberman pension in the basement of the mansion, then climbed the staircase to his room on the second floor. He shot himself. Charles was discovered on May 10, 1949, 
by one of the staff holding a 38 caliber Army Colt revolver in his right hand. Though the dog was shot in the basement, he found half. He was found halfway up the stairs. Oh, though the dog was shot in the basement, he was found halfway up the stairs. Only the limps of the limps, only who had long avoided the life which had turned so tragic for the rest of his family, remained. He was known to be a quiet, reclusive man who walked away in, from the book, from the Limp Brewery in 1913 to live a peaceful life on a secluded estate in Kirkwood, Missouri. Edwin passed away quietly of natural causes at age 90 in 1970. According to Edwin's last wishes, his butler burned all the paintings that the Limps had collected throughout his life, as well as priceless Limp family documents and artifacts. These irreplaceable pieces of history vanished in the smoke of a blazing bonfire. The Limp family died out with him, and the family's resting place can be found in the beautiful Bellefontaine Cemetery. After the death of Limp, of Charles Limp, the mansion was sold into a boarding house along with the neighbor, nearby neighborhood. The building began to, to de- deteriorate and haunting tales began. Residents complained of ghostly knocks and phantom footsteps being heard throughout the house. As these stories spread, tenants were hard to find for the boarding house, and it continued to decline to a near flophouse status. However, in 1975, the old mansion was saved when Dick Porter and his family purchased it. Immediately, they began to renovate the building, turning it into an, a restaurant and inn. Workers within the house often told stories of apparitions, strange sounds, vanishing tools, and a feeling of being watched. Fired by the haunting, frightened by the haunting, many would leave the job never to return. Hmm. Well, well, that's something, people. That is something indeed. Until next time, watch where you step, or you'll become a timeless tale of hoodoo. <laughs>
This is Monsieur Jean Leroux, better known to many as Papa Say. I am your spiritual advisor for all things, especially for money, success, love, and luck. I've been doing this for over 50 years in some of the most difficult situations and with great successes for it. If you've been having trouble with money, success, love, or luck, then contact me, Papa Say, at mail.com to get a fix for any or all of these problems. I have just one thing I must do, that is to get rid of all your problems by a hook or with a double hook. I'll get rid of all these making a terrible storm in your life right now. Don't wait. Contact me and make a difference in your life today. Get a pencil and piece of paper and write down my address. That's papasay at mail.com. Papasay at mail.com. With this, I can't miss. Contact me, papasay at mail.com. For money, success, love, and luck. Papasay at mail.com. For money, success, love, and luck. Or you can write me at Papa Say, Box 993, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. That's Papa Say, Box 993, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Now, there is no problem, too big or too small. God uses me to get rid of them all. Well... I know the Lord laid his hands on me. Tell somebody, I know the Lord laid his hands on me.
power. When you touch your body and all that wants something happened, your feet got light and you began to feel all right. The views and opinions expressed on the preceding program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily those of this broadcast facility, its management, staff, nor its sponsors. Thanks to everyone in our entire audience for listening to this broadcast of Papa Say here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host for this broadcast was Papa Say. Chat room supervision provided by BT Destiny. The executive producer was George Carr. The broadcast director was James Best. On-air announcers were Myron Bast and Dorothy Knight. On-air announcer for Spanish was Diego Montoya. On-air announcer for French was Michel LeBlanc. 
Telephone screening provided by Nicole Lofton. Music recording and engineering provided by JT's Cop Database Engineering. The music heard on this program is under license by ASCAP and BMI. On-air engineering and recording for post-program archive provided by Blog Talk Radio, a corporation licensed by the State of New York with corporate offices in New Jersey. A recording of this and other broadcasts can be downloaded at www.blogtalkradio.com slash This program has been brought to you by Big Gator Productions which is solely responsible for its content. Remember to tune in next week at the same time for Papa Say here on Blog Talk Radio.